0: Today, I'm sharing the behind the scenes of my choice to become a mom, how we actually conceived our baby, as well as all of the pregnancy stuff that's been happening behind the scenes that I'm learning, all the identity shifts, all the ups and downs. Um, And of course, I just want to take you behind closed doors and give you the real raw truth because that's what we do here on the I Heart My Life Show. And this episode is being released on my birthday. So I figured since I'm actually birthing something else, it's, it's the perfect opportunity to take you behind the scenes and just be open and honest about this experience so far. Now, I will say that I've tried to be really sensitive to this topic of conversation just because I know there are a lot of women who have struggled with getting pregnant and having a child and starting a family. So I hope that does come across. But if you're in a sensitive place where you're not really ready to hear about someone being pregnant, especially our journey, which has been pretty easy... That's totally okay, you can hit pause on this, come back to it another time, or don't, just do what's best for you. So let's dive in. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life Show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life Show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper, and get ready to learn. I'm so excited to be here sharing all of this information with you and sharing my conception and pregnancy journey so far. And I wanted to preface this with saying this is the second time I've tried to record this because I want to get it right. And that's the complete opposite message of this entire episode, but it just tells you how important this topic is for me and how important this conversation is. And the truth is I've been thinking about recording this for the last few months and I've actually been having conversations with different girlfriends in my life who are mothers and I've just been asking them for their perspective in terms of how to share all of this information with you because I know that pregnancy and everything that comes with it can have it can have heaviness to it. There can be a weight to it. And I don't just mean physically. I know that there are a lot of our listeners who have had pregnancy loss, um, you know, gone through miscarriages, stillbirths, people who are still trying to get pregnant and it hasn't happened yet. And then, of course, on the other side of the spectrum, there are people like me who got pregnant on the first try, right? And this is not about me bragging about getting pregnant right away, but it is about a level of awareness around what I did that helped call in this baby so quickly. And it's kind of funny. It's like for so many years, I wasn't sure about getting pregnant. And I'll talk about that in a second. But then once I made a decision, it happened like that. And at the same time, me you know, saying those words, I don't want anyone to think that they're doing anything wrong if it hasn't happened yet. And I remember a few months ago reading a beautiful post from my friend Christine Hassler, who had her first daughter, um, I think she was 44 or 45, and she shared all the things that she had done that she felt contributed to her being able to carry and deliver a healthy baby into her mid-40s. And she was very sensitive in the way that she wrote it, and I thought it was so beautiful. And that's really what I want to channel in today's episode as well, a level of sensitivity. Because I know, especially after speaking to my girlfriends who are mothers, I'm not gonna please everyone in this conversation. I might trigger some people. Other people might absolutely love it. It might be the message that you needed to hear, not just about pregnancy, but about business or career, the way that you're living your life. And at this point with the I Heart My Life show, I just have to be true to myself and share my message and not worry about what people will think. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't be sensitive to the topic because I absolutely am, and I have so much love for you if you're like, you know what? I'm not in a place to hear this, so I'm not going to listen right now, and I totally get it. Take your time. Turn it off. Go have a cup of tea or coffee or whatever it is that you need and do you, but my duty and my job is to share my message and to share it honestly, so that's my intention for today's conversation and for the information and and the reality and and all of the raw stuff that I'm going to be bringing to the I Heart My Life show today. So let's take it back. So for the last eight years, I've been building my business. And although I grew up with a mother who was a full-time mom of four kids, by the way, I always knew that if I were to be a mom, I wanted to do something in addition to being a mom. I knew that I had a life purpose that was somehow tied to my career. And I didn't exactly know what that was, you know, even 10, 12 years ago, but I knew I was meant for something big. And I knew that although being a mother, of course, is one of the biggest things you can do, if not the biggest, I knew there was something else in store for me in addition to that role. And so for me, it was really important to get that moving before motherhood became a part of the scenario. It's interesting because I always knew that I wanted to have a a stable relationship and a beautiful love story um, in terms of a marriage before I started my business, which I actually was able to figure out (laughs) through the world of online dating. And so James and I got married in 2012 and I started my business. So well, I got the idea for I Heart My Life in, in late 2013 and started it in 2014. So I felt really stable in my relationship and I had an inkling that I always did want to be a mother. But the thing that was a question mark for me was, did I actually want to be pregnant? And I haven't heard many conversations around this, but I think it's a really... Um, important topic to cover because there are so many options for us as women at this point in time. Now, of course, there are people out there, again, who I'm sensitive to this conversation, who are struggling and want to be pregnant so badly and can't imagine making a different decision. And I totally get that as well. And that's great if you have that calling. But for me, it wasn't scary to think about being a mom, but it was scary to think about being pregnant. And I think that's because I was so, and I still am, so in love with the work that I do and I'm so involved in many different components of it that to think that I'd be able to essentially turn over my body to another sort of life and, and you know, Have the changes occur and the tiredness and the queasiness and all the stuff that we all hear comes along with pregnancy, I didn't know how I would navigate that and be running a business. And so, like I said, for so many years, it was a question mark. It was a question mark around timing. Um, Is there a perfect time? Of course, everyone tells you there's not a perfect time, but I, I refuse to believe that if I'm being honest with you, which today's episode is all about honesty. So I figured that when there was the perfect time, I would know. And it's honestly, I'm not going to compare a baby to a house, but it was similar when James and I thought about investing and purchasing in a house. For so many years, you know, people tell you, invest in a house, have that set up, have that stability, but we just wanted to rent. And I figured that although owning a house one day was definitely part of my big picture plan, I would know when the time was right. So I have a level of trust with myself and with my body and with timing that I've been able to apply to many areas of my life. And so I figured it would be the same with the baby. Now, on the flip side, I've had many people in my life tell me not to wait. And right now, at the time that I'm recording this, I'm 36 years old, I'm 17 weeks pregnant. And I've had many people, we're not going to name names here because <laughs> they all meant well, tell me to freeze my eggs, to not wait too long. Tell me I'm getting too old to have kids. Worry about me, you know, to the point where they're actually having conversations with my husband asking, are you guys ever going to have kids? And what are you waiting for? And Emily's getting too old. And because of the, the mindset work that I've done over the last 10 years, I knew that I didn't need to take on other people's worry. Now, is there scientific evidence that it's harder to get pregnant when you're older? Yes, of course. But I chose to believe that for me, if this path was right and we were meant to have a child or children, it would happen. Period. And so I say that and again this comes back to the fact that this episode is not just about pregnancy and conception. I say that because sometimes we're so susceptible to other people's opinions that it does seep in and it causes us to go into fear, doubt, worry, concern, all the things and block what it is that we actually want. And so in knowing that and have you know having done this work and and you know this is the work that we do with clients all the time, it was very, it was a deliberate intention of me to not take on all of that doubt, worry, and fear. And I knew that the people who were sharing their concern with us was, it was coming from a loving place. It was coming from a place of them not wanting us to miss out on something they felt was so beautiful. But I also don't think that we should put our agenda on other people. Okay. Having been pregnant only for a short amount of time now, I can see the hype <laughs> in the sense that it's really incredible to be carrying a child. It's it's like the most amazing thing to think about having this baby in real life. And so I get it. I get the hype. But for us as a society to put our agenda and our desires and wishes on other people, regardless of the scenario, whether it's, you know, finances, a baby, owning a home, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's not the route and the path that I take. You know, only you know what is best for you. And so I chose to really tune into that for myself around the conversation of baby and children and family and not allow other people's worries to seep in. And so I started to ask myself about five years ago, what would it look like to be pregnant? Would there be an ideal time for me? Would there be an ideal place to conceive? What would I want to have in place in my life to be able to say yes to this decision? And... One of the things that I've always loved about my own personal story is that my parents have shared with me that they believe I was conceived in London. It was either London or Paris. And the fact that I moved to London on a complete whim in 2010, I didn't know anyone there, but just felt called to live there, has always been something that I thought was so fascinating. If I was actually conceived in London and was was energetically pooled there 20-some years later, That's so fascinating. And I loved the thought of conceiving a baby somewhere special. So for whatever reason, Bora Bora always stood out to me. And as far back as 2017, you know, five years ago, I started to have the conversation with my husband and also just started to reach out about hosting a retreat on the island and speaking to the Four Seasons and other hotels just to get an idea of what it would look like. Now, Honestly, it was more about the retreat and (laughs) focusing on my clients and being in a space of abundance and a beautiful, you know, location than about the conception. But that was always something in the back of my mind. You know, where would I like to conceive? What would feel abundant? What would feel, yeah, just really beautiful? And I always came back to Bora Bora. Now, again, James and I talked about like the right timing of having a baby, all the things, and it still didn't feel right at that point. And it wasn't until we moved to Austin and started to feel more stable, we bought our house, that we could really see having a baby as a part of our scenario. Now, I wasn't yet to the point where I saw myself carrying a baby. So I want to differentiate there. I started to explore things like adoption and surrogacy. And I think it's so beautiful how we have so many options to this day at this you know day and age, um, like I said. And I, I just wasn't sure which route was the right path for me. And again, was really hung up around how can I be pregnant and run a business. And so over the last year, I've explored all these different options, and was just you know in question with myself around what was going to be right for us. James didn't like the idea of either of those scenarios, if I'm being honest. But we also knew that if there were any issues with me getting pregnant, we'd be totally open to how a baby came in. And so we were in full trust around the scenario. We didn't rush anything. We didn't put any pressure on ourselves. We were just completely open. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to record this episode today, or an additional reason I should say, is because I'm not always like that in every area of my life, and so this whole conception in the baby has been such um, an interesting shift in perspective and also a, a shift in or like a reminder what happens when you just open yourself up, you completely trust and you just allow without the drama and without the stress. And that's really what we tried to do. I kept the faith that if I was meant to have a child, I would. I wasn't attached to how it actually happened in the sense of adoption, surrogacy, pregnancy until I started to, you know, get the calling of, of how I wanted to have this baby, which I'll talk about in a minute. And we just trusted the timing of everything. And I think that's, again, you know, when we think about other areas of our life and just for myself around business and other key initiatives, which I hate calling a baby a key initiatives, but key initiative, but you know what I mean. It's sometimes there's such an agenda, right? And there's so much pressure and it ends up becoming way too stressful. You almost resent it. You don't want to do it. It's not fun anymore. There's such a strict timeline. All those things. You feel like you have to work so hard. And we took the opposite perspective when it came to the whole thing around baby. And so for the past year or so, I've been working on myself really diligently. I hired a therapist. And I hired a nutritionist. Now, I didn't do this with the intention of making space or like setting my body up to have a baby. That actually never even entered my mind, if I'm being completely honest. It was all about me healing and tuning into what I personally need at this stage. Now, do I think I, that played a part in me conceiving? Absolutely. I cleared out so much. Um, My body was healthier. I was in a beautiful frame of mind in terms of, of mindset and releasing traumas and some of the things that were holding me back for many years or even decades. And one of the other things that I think did play a part was reading an incredible book called Spirit Babies. And that book was recommended to me by my friend Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. When we had a conversation at the beginning of 2022 around whether I actually wanted to carry a child. So at the time that I'm I'm recording this, it's September, 2022. So that wasn't that long ago, just nine months ago, I was considering, do I want to have a surrogate? Is that the path that I want to take? And ultimately the decision was, um, well, I'll get to that in a second. So she, she recommended this book to me and it was all about calling in your child And also the relationship with the child before it's born. Now, I personally understand and understood the relationship with your child after you have the baby. That made sense to me. But I never really thought about the relationship with the child before conception and during pregnancy. It just wasn't something that I gave much thought or consideration to. But this book is so beautiful. I highly recommend it for anyone who's looking to get pregnant, but also for all the moms out there um, or anyone who is pregnant. And it just opened my eyes up to the magic of conception and the magic of carrying a baby. And I really believe it's one of the catalysts and one of the sort of things that confirmed that I wanted to be pregnant and that I did want to have this child um, if I could, you know, personally. And it made it exciting is not the right word, but it just opened my eyes to the magic of it, and it felt right to me. And one of the other things that came from reading that incredible book was actually getting to meet my daughter. And for those who don't necessarily believe in this stuff, I totally hear you. Um, But it was really powerful for me to actually meet her in a dream. And what happened was there I was asleep one night and had this vision of a little girl with blonde curly hair on a bike. And she was about five or six years old. And she was basically asking me for permission to come, you know, to come into my presence, to come closer to me. And I gave her permission. And then she motioned behind her shoulder and looked over her shoulder. And she basically said, can he come too? And there was a little boy, probably around three or four, on one of those like big wheel bikes who rolled up next to her and he had darker hair and he was he was obviously younger. And it, she was basically asking for permission to bring him as well. And when I woke up the next morning, it was just so obvious that I had met my daughter and potentially my son as well. And Um, it it was just so powerful. And it was another confirmation of how this was meant to be for us. And um, obviously we were going to have a girl first. And I had had a few different psychic readings before that told me potentially twins were in my future. But after that dream, I realized that that wasn't going to be the case for this pregnancy, at least because they were definitely different ages. Um, But it was just such a A beautiful moment and getting to connect with her made it so real. And again, it was just another level of confirmation that I wanted to be able to carry this baby and to have that be a part of my journey. And again, I was in full trust around the process and I knew that however she was going to come in would be perfect, but it was my desire to actually be pregnant. And so I started to think about, you know, when would the ideal timing be to have this baby? And I had spoken to this incredible um, astrologer. His name is Amazing Raj. And he had said my conception window, my ideal conception window, was November 2021 to April 2022. And as I began to think about what would feel really, really good, um, we had planned this, this beautiful retreat in Bora Bora in May. And so my husband and I had started to talk about, okay, well, if we do want to conceive, that would be an incredible place to start trying. And I told Raj this, I was like, well, that's not till May. And he said, well, no, your window is November to April. And I said, well, no, I'm not trying till May. (laughs) Because in my head, I had this beautiful scenario of wanting to start trying for a baby in Bora Bora. And that felt really magical to me. And I didn't want to start trying for a baby in Austin, Texas, as lovely as our house is. It just didn't feel aligned. And although that is kind of the opposite of what I've been sharing with you today in terms of letting go of control, there was an element for us of like, where would be a beautiful way to start, where would be a beautiful location to start this journey and what would feel aligned for us? And we have heard from so many of our friends that when you're in a different space, you're in nature, you're less stressed, it is easier to conceive, And so I have heard that from many people. And so we did think about that as well. But ultimately, I just wanted to start trying and be a part of this and and get on this journey in a beautiful space, right? That's just how I like to do things. Um, And so that was the intention, you know, just to start trying and not have an agenda. And we were well aware that, you know, we can't predict the timeline of of how long things are going to take. And yet we were really open and just free with the whole thing. And we got pregnant on the first try. And that was not something I ever expected. If I'm being completely honest, I remember a few weeks later taking the pregnancy test just to take it and not even thinking like it was going to be positive, but looking at it and then, you know, showing James and both of us freaking out because we didn't think it would happen so quickly. And again, I know this is not everyone's story, so I'm sensitive to that, but it is my story and I wanted to share it with you in case it supports anyone and also knowing what's possible because it's beautiful we're able to share the struggles and that we know so much about the challenges of conception and, um, that it's completely normal. Uh, and at the same time, I want to share when things do happen quickly, just like I've shared in other areas of my life that things have happened quickly. And I've also shared when they haven't right. And so that's been our journey and it's been super interesting just to kind of relate that back to the way that I do life and business and ask myself, you know, am I making things harder than they need to be? And it's interesting to start to trust your body and understand your body knows what to do. And how often are we not trusting in life? Are we not trusting that things are happening for us and not to us? Right? And so for me, it's been a massive shift in perspective in terms of being in full surrender. What happens when you're surrounded by beauty and pleasure, being in a calm environment, um, just being happy, you know, doing the healing work, calling in a baby and really thinking about that connection, being intentional with that. And just, yeah, this whole lesson of you don't need to try so hard. And I know that's not everyone's lesson. It's not everyone's story, But it feels really relevant for me because so much of my life has been about pushing. It's about things feeling really difficult. It's been about there's never enough. And those are all things I'm consistently working on. But for this, this this conception was just so almost effortless, for lack of a better word, Um, and just so beautiful that I'm still in awe of the experience to be completely honest with you. And I wanted to share that, like I said, with the hopes that whether it's, it's pregnancy or something else, you, if any of this resonates, you take it in and you ask yourself, okay, where can I be in full surrender? Where can I be surrounded by beauty and pleasure? Where can I be in a calm environment? How can I just trust that my body knows what to do? How can I just trust that life Is guiding me. And that's for me is 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 the massive lesson here so far. Now, there have been a lot of other things that have come up for me um, over the last few months after actually, you know, learning that I'm pregnant, and I can talk about that in just a second. But even just that has been such a massive shift. And to get to the place where I'm so excited about carrying this baby and being pregnant, it's such an honor as well. It's been a challenge to get here. Like I said, it's been like a decade of, of wondering when is the right time and is there a right time and how am I going to feel? And now I just have immense gratitude for being able to have this experience. And of course, now that I've I've been able to drink the Kool-Aid. Now I want everyone to get pregnant. <laughs> that that really does happen, if it's the right thing for them, of course. And I'm just so grateful, you know, that, that we're in this place. So I wanted to share that with you and, you know, really think about what feels exciting when you think about your own vision, whether it's for this, for pregnancy or something else, um, what feels exciting, what feels aligned, what feels... Um, just special for you? And how can you also at the same time be not attached, just be open and full surrender, have fun with it, um, and not put so much pressure on yourself, right? Now, since that that experience, like I said, there's been a lot of shifts. I'm going to keep this part of the conversation a little bit shorter because I actually want to do a full episode on this later on. But I know for me, one of the biggest shifts has been around identity. And honestly, like everything I was scared of happening when it comes to pregnancy has happened in a sense. So I was nauseous for about five weeks. I always wondered how in the world would I deal with that while running a business? Well, you can handle it. You can do it. I wasn't to the point where I was throwing up, but it was just a queasiness, you know, that whole time and needing to eat everything, um, everything I should say, like carbs and cheese and (laughs) meat related. And then I got COVID for three weeks. And there's also been a big shift in identity and questioning, you know, what it like, this is obviously a big part of my purpose being a mother. And that's so beautiful. And I can see how this can be kind of all consuming, not just in the fact that you're going to be taking care of a child and there's a huge responsibility there, but I can see the attachment and the almost like the, the, the lessening of my ambition professionally and the ambition to be a mother raising. And that's scary, you know, for somebody who's had their identity tied up in their work for so many years and in being ambitious in a certain way it's a really weird shift to start to experience. Now I'm not saying I'm going and shutting down my business. I know that this is part of the hormonal change hormonal changes that are occurring in my body. And I know that it's a beautiful thing. And I also know it's not healthy to be attached to your company in the way that I have been for so many years. I know my worth is not tied to the work that I do. And so it's a really beautiful sort of shift and in, in a start of, start of like releasing some of that attachment that's not serving me and hasn't been serving me. And being able to be ambitious, but also having other important aspects to my life, like being a mother, being a wife, being a friend, being a daughter, um, being somebody who loves to take time off, who loves to travel, who loves to throw parties. You know, the list goes on and on and on. We aren't just business owners or career women. We have other facets to us. And when we think about our life, you know, it's it's really about getting clear around what is it that's going to make us happy? And some of that might be work, right? I know for me, that's a big component. But there are other elements to life that can bring you tons of joy. And so I feel like I'm starting to be open to what those actually are. And like I said, it is it is a weird place to be in, though, when you start to shift an identity. Um, One of my beautiful friends, Dr. Aaron, she was talking about how identity shifts are are some of the hardest things to move through because it's essentially like a bit of a death in some way. Um, So I'm definitely navigating that and just tuning into what really feels good. Um, One of the things that the baby's been very clear about is that we don't want to travel between now and when she's born, at least not in this moment. Um, We've had a ton of travel this year and it's just about felt really heavy to me. Um, and so I just feel like literally the need to be grounded and to be really stable and to tune into what that actually means for myself and my life and, and for the baby at this point in time. So lots of big shifts. I'm gonna save all of that for a little bit further down the line when I have even more clarity and I can speak to it a bit more. But I wanted to let you into this whole experience thus far and Thank you so much for listening to this and for being a part of this journey. Um, I will continue to keep you posted. It's actually one of the things I'm most excited to talk about within the brand is uh, bringing in this element of motherhood. And of course, even if you're not a mother and you don't want to be, there's so many things that we can cover that pertain to you and your life and the way that you show up in the world and your level of happiness. So I'm excited to explore that more. And I do know that about 60 to 70% of our audience is our our mothers. So that's exciting. I now share that in common with you. Um, And if you have any, you know, topics that you'd love for us to cover, definitely email into info at Um, I hope you can see that I'm pretty much an open book. So I'll be sharing every step of the way. And thank you for being a part of this journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media.